Listen to the show and peep what these dudes bring. If you didn't know, it's an orange and blue thing. Hope to win the championship in a few rings. It's an orange and blue thing. Walk off if the game's tied like shoestrings. It's a Mets podcast, orange and blue thing. Beat the other team with defense in a few swings. LFGM, it's an orange and blue thing. What's up, Mets fans? Opening day eve, live here from City Field in the parking lot. There is nobody here except for me and Mr. Pete McCarthy. What's up, Pete? And we're real. We're not virtual fans, uh, virtual podcast hosts like you see in some places now. We are not virtual. We are not cardboard cutouts, even though they're not cardboard. A lot of people are asking the same question. Last night, there was a big storm that rolled through Queens. I don't know if you had the thunder. You probably yeah, had a lot yeah. of thunder and lightning out you out see the here. video of the Statue of Liberty getting hit with the lightning? Which that looked fake, right? Spectacular. It, was it crazy. probably wasn't fake, but that definitely looked fake. Something like Ghostbusters. Yeah, there's so many apps now where people can just... You know, even those deep fakes and things like that. I, I believe it was real. But anyway, a lot of uh, rain rolled through the area. If you're not from New York or maybe you were sleeping last night, maybe you worked days. But last night it was a pretty bad storm here. And a lot of the um, the beat that were here, I guess they were doing something here late last night. But maybe there was an inner squad game or something was going on here last night. So when the storm rolled through, the Internet started blowing up with photos of the cutouts being you know, trampled by the rain. This was the first real test of if these things were going to last. And... A lot of fans were running like, oh, I hope they're they're waterproof. And they're not actually cardboard. I don't know if we talked about this on the show before, but they're digital printouts on plastic. Like you'd see like those lawn signs for, you know, landscapers or a house for sale or whatever it may be. So don't worry if you paid your uh, your bucks for the uh, cutouts here. They are they should be safe. I, you know, I, you're I, very durable. You're more durable than you think with your plastic cutout. I did. Unless the wind picks up, then I suppose you're in trouble. But <laughs> If it made it through last night, I'm sure they'll be okay. Yeah, who knows? You know, a twister rolls through, and then you're <laughs> you're hanging out on third base. Um, luckily, ours did make it through the night. Let me show you ours here. If you haven't seen my photo posted yet, I just put it on Twitter. Thanks to my buddy in, on the inside for sending this my way. But uh, that's me, my daughter, and my wife there. And uh, you're very excited. So I, you know what it is? I wasn't sure what to do with my like with my hands. I almost felt like Ricky Bobby <laughs> in uh, Talladega Nights because once once I saw how they were being cut out from like the shoulders down. So anyone who has like their arms up but they're clapping would be cut off. Mm-hmm. So I was very awkwardly like arms down, and um, I don't expect anyone to know this or realize this, but. Um, our first uh, outing back in uh, 2012, that was a, there was a similar reaction on my face uh, to like one of the first photos we had in, in the section. I was kind of like, like surprised, and that's kind of what I was going for. But whatever, no one's gonna know that except me and you guys now. If you're watching this, my hope SNY is taking note of what the emotions are on the plastic cutouts. That way, we can get some some cutaways to fans, you know, disappointed or elated or yeah. whatever it is. I think that might be. A fun little thing to mix in on you know, a game where they're up 14-3 to three or down 14-3, to three, right? Instead they're, of pulling out the baseball cards, start messing with uh, the, the people's figurines out there. There is one guy behind home plate that uh, somebody had, you know, some, once those photos started circulating of the, of the cutout starting to be added to the ballpark, 
um, you know, fans save it. They look for reaction shots, and then they, that's what they're going to post. So there's one guy behind the plate wearing an orange shirt, and he is holding his head. So I think that's like what they're going to go to for, oh, like, yeah. like you said, for the reactions. Every but disastrous thing that happens this year, they just cut to let's him and find this guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, there's there's a reaction for everything probably out there. You know, misery, happiness, whatever. But I noticed some duplicates. So I don't know if people sent in multiples of themselves, but there are some duplicates. Interesting. Um, you know, and, and people were replying yesterday, oh, it's just, uh, it's so if I'm waiting online for beer, I'm still in the section. You know, my one, one of my guys are still oh out there, gosh. you know, whatever. It sounds too much like cloning, you know. you got to be careful with these kinds of things. You I can get away from you real fast. I know that the Mets had a pretty strict policy on, you know, you have to wear Mets stuff in, in your photo and so on and so forth, but I think it would have been pretty cool, maybe if they even did it, where they put a Waldo out there. Or something like that. Like, find Waldo, and you just change his name to oh Maldo gosh. or something like that. Like, orange and blue Waldo out there. But, anyway, opening day eve, real baseball games will be played tomorrow. Today, actually, but the Mets don't start until tomorrow. And last night. Thank God. I we saw, made it. I saw a tweet from you that said it, and so it begins. Um, Marcus Stroman, uh, two days before the season is about to begin, is now injured. And, um, you know, there's no room for – time right now you know time is very important there's only 60 games to play and Marcus did tweet something a little bit ago um you know about the setback so if you haven't seen that yet I know people on you know we have to remember people on Facebook aren't on Twitter so people that are watching on Facebook might not even known that Stroman was injured because it came out pretty late yesterday but um this is uh Marcus's tweet super minor setback not even slightly worried more time consuming than anything threw a 55 pitch bullpen on Monday and felt great only feel it when jogging and sprinting however must be able to run at full speed when competing. Thank you all for your prayers and well wishes. And as we, you know, as we all know, Marcus is a very, a very good fielder at his position. So yeah, he does. He's he's not. Granted, you want every body part to be great, but he, like he was saying, he's not trying to sprint to first base on a hit, but he still fields very strongly. And you know, you need this guy to be in great shape. Well, you have to sprint to first base if there's a ground ball to the right side Absolutely. of the infield. So those are the minimum requirements of the position. So he's got to reach that point. Now it's good that he's able to throw bullpens. And so when he is healthy, he'll be able to go out there and give the Mets some innings and it won't be a long run up for his arm. But look, any injury in a 60 game season is big time problematic. And you hear the word tear and not strain when it comes to his calf, uh, that's, I think, worrisome. I mean, this is something Luis Rojas even said. He's not day-to-day. He's week-to-week. So this is going to be at least a few starts, and the Mets, they don't have the pitching depth right now. Brody Van Wagenen this offseason, so, hey, we've got more pitching, starting pitching depth than any team in baseball. Well, now you lose Noah Syndergaard. You lose Marcus Stroman. Obviously, this offseason, Zach Wheeler moves on to Philadelphia. And you only have four true starters right now, and you start looking beyond that, and it's, well, is it a bullpen day on the fifth day? I'd love to see them go to Seth Lugo, but that's not going to happen. They've ruled that out, essentially, at this point. So maybe you're looking at David Peterson. You're looking at a kid getting an opportunity in that fifth spot. It's it's worrisome, no doubt, for a team that last year was so remarkably healthy in the rotation, and now it's going to be a much different story. Yeah, you know, Stroman has, has worked so hard this offseason. You know, who knows if – I'm sure a lot of the guys are working hard, but he's so visible and he's so out there on the Internet that you see – we saw him working out all offseason. Sure, we he saw had the wine, bo- wine glass on his back, yeah. doing the bear crawls and yeah, the guy, pitching on the dock. The guy worked so hard this yeah. offseason, and, uh, you know, I'm sure many guys have. But to stay ready, and it just it's, – it's a shame that two days prior, you know, like you said – 
missing any time right now. He let's say he misses two times through the rotation. That's a quarter of the season. Yeah. You know you can't. We there there is no room for injury right now, and unfortunately the black cloud that hangs over Flushing is uh, raining a little early on our parade. Well, Luis Rojas, he, he tempted the fates a few weeks ago, and he's talking about how well everything was going for this team in terms of uh, coronavirus and health and all these other things. And really, since he said that, Wilson Ramos is away from the team for personal reasons, and some relievers didn't come back. Marcus Stroman gets hurt. Jed Lowry's going to begin the season on the injured list, and who knows if we ever see him again in a Mets uniform uh, what we get nine plate appearances last year so that maybe a little lesson for Ross talking about this Mets thing stuff changes real fast around here it seems uh, now well, they still aren't in a bad position this lineup looks loaded Joanna Cespedes looks healthy uh, but the starting pitching and I think the bullpen too I mean the pitching as a whole has to be worrisome especially when you consider they played 30 games in 31 days right off the bat so if you're thin in your starting rotation and you're not getting a lot there and you want a bullpen once a week or something along those lines, you're asking a lot out of guys that don't have a whole lot of big league experience. So you're not uh, an advocate to bring Matt Harvey back is what you're saying? No. Well, <laughs> look, I mean, that's the case to bring back Matt Harvey, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Is Hey, you don't have guys to fill these spots as it is. Mets fans, most of them, I believe now, look back fondly on Matt Harvey's time with the team. But Matt Harvey was washed last year. He was washed the year before. He hasn't been the same pitcher since the thoracic outlet syndrome. So to think that you're just going to sign Matt Harvey out of his workouts in Connecticut or wherever he is right now and throw him out there on a big league mound and say, hey, go through Freddie Freeman in this Braves lineup and Ronald Acuna Jr. and, and get it done, I, look, I, that's not realistic at all. So Matt Harvey is not the answer to the Mets' problems, and if it gets down to the point where they would seriously consider him, they're doomed. <laughs> Look, they're, they're not, they're not going to be good enough to compete if that's going to be the case. Yeah, my buddy Tim Riley instantly posted last night after the news broke a Stroman. He said, uh, uh, 12 starts needed from Harvey. Let the dark tame, let the dark night empty the tank for good this time. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's already emptied it. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I think as well. It's, I hope he finds it and it comes back to some point in the future, but th this isn't the setup. I mean, this is a guy who would need some time in the minor leagues, work on some things, build up. Forget about the fact that he hasn't been in camp and, and been do working out and, and doing the typical things of a, asked of a major league baseball player, and you're just going to throw him out there in the middle of the season. You would never consider that ordinarily, and I understand these are extraordinary times, but he's not – He's not Matt Harvey 2015 that you're right, just going right, to throw right. into the rotation. Right. You have better options, even if they're not as familiar options as Matt Harvey. I think, you know, the way that way the fans, uh, they're, they're programmed is to remember the good times. So things yeah. like this happen. It's like, oh, let's bring Bart back. Let's bring back Matt Harvey. But you're not bringing back Bart of 16 or Harvey of 15. You know, you're getting the 2020 version, and, you know, let's uh, let's move on from that. But Look, it's, it's fun for a, a couple of days to talk about and yeah. have the anticipation of a return of, yeah, like a Bartolo or right. Matt Harvey. But then by the second inning, you're gonna be, what are we doing here? Yeah. You're, you're not going to be into it at that point when they're down 7 nothing. So, look, I, that's just what the situation is. Last year, for instance, Matt Harvey ended up in the Oakland A's organization. Sandy Alderson is an assistant to Billy Bean in the front office there now. And I interviewed Sandy a, a few months back, and he said, look, I like Matt Harvey. I, I want to see his success. We brought him into the organization last year, and Sandy actually had a long conversation with Matt, 
uh, at some point there, but also watched his outing and had to make a, maybe not decision, but a recommendation as to whether or not the A's should call him up and obviously did not make that recommendation based on what he saw. So even the people that know Matt Harvey that are pulling for Matt Harvey based on what his performance was last year, it wasn't good enough. You can look at the numbers in Anaheim or even how it finished there with the Oakland A's organization, uh, but he's he's not that guy. Right. I, again, I hope it happens for him in the future, but not now. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, I was always so big on him. And, you know, unfortunately, the way that things ended and, and um, you know, his his off the field uh, stuff that was always seemed to be hanging over, you know, the, the not only his head, but the team and the press and the way that, you know, um, Joe, uh, Joe Beningo would always get on his case. You know, it, he wasn't it, he wasn't always as loved and his off the field stuff kind of. Um, almost seemed more important sometimes than... Well, he's on page six yeah, a lot. It was he enjoyed being a superstar in I'm not New articulating York. it correctly, he but you know what I mean. He wanted to be a lot. Look, he didn't get along very well with the people who cover the team on a day-to-day basis, Yeah, uh, which sometimes hurts your reputation. You don't get the benefit of the doubt. I and mean, look, he, he was late to the workout in the playoff run in 2015 before the series uh, against the Los Angeles Dodgers, something that caused an unnecessary distraction. You had the apology. I mean, look, we know the rundown of some of the things that Matt Harvey did wrong, but I've found talking with David Wright recently, Sandy Alderson recently, uh, you know, they go out of their way to talk about how much they respect what Matt Harvey not only did for the team, but what he did as a, as a teammate, Uh uh, that he, he wasn't a bad guy. And, you know, Sandy kind of went a little more in depth, and if you want to hear it, it's um, you know part of the athletic podcast I do, the Metrospective, uh, a few months back. I mean, he talked about how you know Matt had kind of this false bravado that he put out there, and the people that were around him saw through it a little bit more than maybe you did publicly right. when you'd see the press coverage or things he had to say after the game, or just his the way he carried himself on the mound, and uh, I, I think that. You know, made him a, a sympathetic figure to some of the people that were around him again on a day-to-day basis. So th- you don't always get the full perspective as much as you think you do when you're watching these guys perform uh, night in, night out, every five days as it is for a starting pitcher, and you know even how much they're analyzed in the media, talk radio, newspaper, the whole nine yards. So someone who uh, the Mets did decide to bring back was Mr. Juan Lagares yesterday. He was actually already here. He was he was working out yesterday with the guys, and I think it makes a lot of sense to get a little extra outfield depth. And in the same breath, they also signed uh, Brian uh, Dozier, who mm-hmm. was on the uh, world champion uh, national team last year. So, um, you know, it's it's always good to add depth. And, and, you know, what do you feel about those moves? Well, they're a little banged up. Jake Marizic has a hamstring issue, so Juan Lagares is a similar player, defense first. And late in games, can go out, play center field for you. Look, Mets fans know all about what Juan Lagares brings to the table, his pros and cons as a player. And Brian Dozier, look, he's got some pop. I, I think he's a backup infielder. He essentially will jump into the role that maybe Jed Lowry would have been asked to play. And Dozier could play a couple of different positions. So I, I think it's, it makes sense to bring those guys in. Melky Cabrera is out. Uh, it's not much different than the veterans the Mets brought in a few weeks back. You you hope you catch lightning in a bottle for a little bit. The Mets let Matt Adams go. He hit a walk-off home run yeah, for the Braves last night. Just, you know, kind of one of those things in a, you know, again, a scrimmage, spring training game, whatever the heck it was last night. But, uh, you know, in the case of these guys, you see if you get a good week out of them, something along those lines, and 
they get uh, added to the mix. You get 60 players on your roster to mesh in and out. So it's a much different year. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how teams manage the roster, manage these games. You could see a lot more pinch runners and more value in having a speed guy on your bench, considering that you don't have to pinch hit a whole lot. You know, how do the Mets get at bats for Dom Smith? Uh, I think it'll be interesting. You would have thought, all right, he'll just pinch hit every single night. Now that's not really an option. So you got to throw him into left field and he's hit tremendously here in camp. So you want to get his bat involved somehow. It's just a matter of what's the best way to do it. Uh, so look, I mean, there, there are a lot of things that are going to be fascinating to figure out over the course of this stretch you know this uh, sprint of 60 games the new rosters the dh role in the national league you have a rookie manager in luis rojas we got to figure out so there, there's a lot of intrigue uh, throughout all of this and, and how exactly these games are going to play out in yeah, front the, of the virtual fans or the uh, cutouts it'll be a uh, trivia question one day who was the first ever mets dh to play uh, a home game and it's going to be cespedes um yeah, a game that counts. I'm sure there's been DH, obviously DH in the in the practice or warm-ups. But uh, as you were talking here, anyone who's listening afterwards didn't see it, but the guy dancing in the background is uh, Dozier, and uh, he seems like a good time. So, like, you see those <laughs> – those, uh, oh, you, you win a World Series, you're celebrating. Everybody's a good time at that point, right? But, you know, you see the celebration videos, and there's always, like, some guys who stand out as, you know, the, the fun <laughs> ones or the awkward ones, let's say. So, like, uh, Jay Bruce, for instance, if you remember that, he was looking all confused. I, I don't know what was going on with that. But there's a lot of good reaction videos of people celebrating in the in the locker room. And I always feel like a lot of that sometimes is so, is so like, forced a little bit. It's like, yeah, they're excited, but I feel like the cameras are on and, like, they almost play it up a little extra. I don't know. It's, it's some- I don't think so. And, look, I, I don't need to win anything. If you give me unlimited Coors Lights and – unlimited champagne and say go nuts in this room and make a mess <laughs> I, I think i would have a pretty good time no you're right but i don't know it seems like it seems like some of that is a little played up a little bit but speaking of course light this is actually going to be the first opening day where i haven't had an alcoholic beverage in probably 20 something years this is going to be my last beer are you okay until is sunday all right i'm going up to new hampshire this weekend and i take my c-class racing career now very serious so i'm in training mode so this well, you're is, not in the d-class so you you have to you have unfortunately to well there is no d-class oh. so <laughs> no it's abc a is pro b is like amateur c is novice so i am going up to race this weekend and i will have cores lights on ice in my cooler for after the race on sunday but this will be my last beer until then cheers to you guys who may be having a uh beer at 10 19 in the morning if you're watching live I'm gonna I'm gonna skip today. I'm, I'm still in coffee mode. Pete's still in coffee you know? mode right now. I actually have been up since 5:45. My daughter started pulling on my ear this morning. Oh gosh! My alarm was set for 6:30. She woke me up at 5:45 for absolutely no reason besides just hey I'm up. But she bought this thing yesterday. My wife and and um, and uh, our daughter went to the mall yesterday for the first time since this whole thing hit. And the Disney store was selling some kind of mask like a. Not a, like a sleep mask, kind of, mm-hmm. but it was like decorated with like a unicorn on it or something. So she decided she wanted to wear that last night when I put her to bed. And I'm thinking, great, maybe she'll sleep a little bit later. She woke up like 45 minutes earlier than normal. So oh, no. that didn't really work. But anyway, Coors Light, shout out to Coors Light. Uh, an excellent beverage to have any time of the day, 10, 15 in the morning, 10, 15 at night, whatever it may be. Tomorrow at 4 o'clock? Absolutely. 4, 10 tomorrow. Um, you can't be at the game, obviously, but you can sit back, relax, Press reset and chill with a nice Coors Light. Uh, and don't forget that you can get your Coors Lights delivered now. So go to get.com. 
CoorsLight.com to find out how you can get your beers delivered. And always remember to drink responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We made um, it, baby. I can't wait for tomorrow, even tonight. I, you know, I understand for Mets fans, it's the, it's the Yankees. But look, it's Yankees, Nationals, we're rooting for the Yankees, back, Giants, Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, now the Yankees will be the good guys for uh, for a night. And look, you're, you'll be rooting for the Yankees quite a bit when they take on uh, that, the Braves, the Marlins, if they're competitive, the Phillies. So it pains me to say it, but I, you have to be like, you know sure, how it is. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Mets Yankees are always going to be a rivalry. It's always going to be a thing. It's always going to be like, who does your neighbor like? He likes the Yankees. You like the Mets? You're going to talk crap over the over the fence or whatever your bushes. Uh, or in the hallway in your apartment, whatever. It's always a topic of conversation here, especially in New York. It's just how it is. It's never going to go away. Now, we need the the Yankees only play their division mm-hmm. and our division. Mm-hmm. We need them, the 20 games they play our division, to win, except for when they're playing us. Sure. So, yeah, it's 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 yeah. horrible to think no, about. No, they're, they're the good guys tonight. So let good guys happen. for a lot of it's nights. It's happened before. In interleague play, yeah, but yeah. it's never so much of the season. Again, these games are all far more meaningful than they have been in the past, uh, just because you don't have as many of them. I mean, it's not quite NFL football where it's 16 games, but it'll be a little different with baseball. Look, usually any major reaction to what's happening with a team before, say, Memorial Day is an overreaction. The exception maybe being uh, 2017 when – Syndergaard and Cespedes went down back-to-back in late April. But for the most part, you have time to make things up. It's not going to be the case this year. You have a bad two weeks. You could be done. Yeah. You could be done with yeah. a bad two weeks. Oh, you get red hot for two weeks like the Mets did last year in August. You could end up the division champ off of that alone. So, look, it, it's, it's so vital to get off to a good start keep things going to have guys healthy it's why the marcus stroman news even if he's saying hey it's just a minor setback it is maybe not crushing but it it severely hurts because you don't know if it's going to be a month until he can come back and be effective that's half your season that's also in the player's dna to always downplay it you know i don't think any guys ever come out and say yeah i'm done for the year but like you said you know every game is so important now every game basically counts for three when you think of it that way like um you know the Every game is a series now. Right. Like, usually it's just yeah. win the series, yeah, win yeah, the yeah. series, right? Yeah. Now it's going to be win each game. Well, not that. Like, back to the Yankees' point, we're playing the NL East 40 times. They're playing the NL East 20 times. We need we need the Yankees to be good. I'm sorry. But, like, uh, the whole Craig Carton thing they used to do, Mets fans for Yankees, I think it might actually be, like, this year more than ever, that actually might be a thing. We, like, we need the Yankees to win against the NL East. Um, anyway... I want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, the share contest because last week I didn't do this till the very end, and I think I should have done it a little bit earlier. Anyone who's watching this live, watching the replay, or listening to the replay across the podcast channels, you have the opportunity to win some free Met stuff from us. So all you have to do is go to the Facebook page on the original post of this this episode or this uh, this whatever season four episode seven. And uh, just press the share button. You're automatically entered into the running to win the share contest. If you're on Twitter, same thing. Go to the original tweet with this video. Press retweet. And if you're watching on Instagram, this is the easiest freaking thing you got to do. And not that many people actually do it, which I'm surprised because you have better chances to win on Instagram than anywhere. Just go into the comments and just write, I want free Met stuff. And we're going to randomly scroll through and pick somebody. So we asked you to do that last week. And those winners are on Twitter. 
at Ali Pop, A-L-Y-P-O-P. On Facebook, Stephanie Lombardo. And that was actually that was picked at random, but I think that's Stephanie from Jersey who has the cute little voice who used to call us when we were in the studio. Okay. Uh, so shout out to Stephanie. Hopefully you're doing nice. great. Good and job. on Instagram, at DJ Candy Rapper. That's a pretty good DJ name, DJ Candy <laughs> Rapper. So those are the winners for last week. I'll contact you sometime today or tomorrow and get your, your info and mail, some free Met stuff out to you. And again, if you're watching now or listening afterwards, to be eligible, just you have until now, until next Thursday, to uh, take part in this week's uh, giveaway. But, but don't wait. Do it now. Yeah, do get it right it now. Done. Get it done. Then you don't have to worry about it. Also want to give a quick shout-out to our friends at Dugout Mugs. they got a really cool thing going on over at their website. If you haven't seen, they've been um, a partner of ours for a while now. They have these really cool bat mugs. They have an MLB license, MLB PA license, and the Hall of Fame license. They are baseball bats hollowed out to be mugs. And what they did was they put together a whole Pete Alonzo collection. And I believe two of these are brand new. The the Rookie of the Year one has been up for a little bit, but the – let me see. This one is just a straight up Pete Alonzo with his signature and the uh, the NY. And the last one here, the signature series bat mug. I know our our screen is covering it a little bit. It it looks like the barrel of a bat and it's got his signature on the end. But really cool offer. These are sixty four ninety nine uh normally, but if you use the uh the link dugoutmugs.com slash Pete fifty you're automatically going to get 50% off any of these bat mugs when you're in the checkout. So it's going to still show $64.99 when you get to the page, but when you put it in your cart and click checkout, uh, it'll be half off. And another offer that they have going on right now is their photo mugs. So you could take any photo. you got something that you, you, you want to remember yourself at the ballpark. You can't be there this year. Uh, you can upload your own photo, and they etch it into the to the mug. Those are usually $59.99, and those are $39.99. So that's a pretty cool gift for yourself or a loved one especially now you know these these days you can't be at the ballpark maybe put your favorite photo on a mug and drink out of it when you're on your couch kids little league photo something anything anything right nice so definitely uh share away um as far as uh not being in the ballpark to watch the games the blue jays are not going to (laughs) be in their own ballpark either to play the games they are homeless what have you heard lately with them because they, they, there's a mess, right? It is a mess. Canada won't let them play. Well, they were hoping to play in Canada in their home ballpark, Rogers Center, and one of the players, Travis Shaw, complained about how onerous the restrictions were going to be. They were basically going to have to quarantine in the ballpark, which has an adjoining hotel, and just stay there for the entirety their of bubble, their home yeah. games. And if they were caught outside of the ballpark, it was $750,000 fine what? Canadian. So. Uh, yeah, so they were going to be some pretty strict restrictions anyway, but then Canada said, man, this is a bad idea. You guys go play elsewhere. We don't want teams coming in after playing in Tampa Bay, after playing in Miami. So then Toronto says, okay, well, maybe we'll go to Buffalo. And they look at the ballpark in Buffalo, and it just doesn't have the modern amenities that, amenities that the players need. The lighting isn't up to major league standards. So that seemed to go out the window. And then they came up with the other idea. Pittsburgh. Well, let's just call Pittsburgh home. We'll play at PNC Park or schedule, for the most part, jives with the Pirates, where when they're on the road, we're at home and vice versa. And that way the players, I imagine, could have something steady where you're staying the entire time. And then Pennsylvania, local health officials said, meh, we don't need that. So now, yes, it's today is the day that Major League Baseball season begins, and the Toronto Blue Jays have no idea where they're going to play their home games. Now, their first home game isn't until next Wednesday, so they have another week or so to try to put this together. But realistically, 
mean, they have a day or two to put this together and figure out what they're going to do. But I think the most likely scenario now is that they are going to be the road warriors of Major League Baseball. And you're going to see the Toronto Blue Jays play as the home team in visiting ballparks. And so I haven't looked to see how it affects the Mets when they play the Blue Jays, but if they were supposed to go to Toronto instead, they would play the game here at City Field. The Blue Jays will bat in the bottom half of the inning, however, and that's the way that they might put it together. But it's a, it's a shame for that team, you know, for the players involved. They have nothing to do with this. And now uh, they, they can't stay at home. Uh, they're you think about not being able to see family and, and things of that nature. This is already such a odd season in terms of those things. But now you're living on the road in quarantine in all these different cities. Remember, the rules are very restrictive for what the teams and the players can do on the road. They have to stay in the hotels. They're not allowed to go out and start walking around cities and doing all these kinds of things. So uh, it's, a, it's a tough situation for that team that – look. They're not a great team, but uh, they have a lot of young talent. Right. This is going to be an exciting team, and now they're, they're kind of getting the legs chopped out from under them. My first reaction when they said Pittsburgh, uh, I love Pittsburgh, but was the merchandise side of it. I figured, you know, whoever was in charge or of merchandising, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't change their uniforms if you're playing – wearing their their traditional unis but from like the the merch side i was thinking oh man pittsburgh blue jay they're pretty cool like a way like designing something and i saw some people posted like pittsburgh used to be pretty a lot of teams did but the pittsburgh pirates wore those pillbox hats yes. so like a pillbox of toronto would have yeah, been pretty cool that. yeah that's cool merchandise side would have been you know my ears go up when i hear <laughs> stuff like that but um yeah, it's uh, it, it's crazy, and that's a crazy situation because now, you, like you said, they have like today to figure it out, and that's your, their backs are up against the wall. But uh, it's a mess. Have you seen the? Uh, I don't know if anything has happened with this, but John Heyman last night put out a tweet, or yeah, five forty three last night about uh, expanding the playoffs, mm. um, and they have until first pitch today, which is basically <laughs> at noon. Again, no, no worries. The yeah. season's starting today, and we don't know what the playoff uh, yeah, yeah. structure is going to be. One team is homeless trying to find a home. It's it's going to be an odd year, folks. Buckle up. Yeah, so uh, if, you're not, if you're listening afterwards, this is what the, the tweet said. Uh, his sources said MLB and the union, union are re-engaging on the possibility of expanding the playoffs for this season. Has to be done before first pitch, 25 hours from now, which was yesterday. Uh, but there seems to be optimism. Hope was to go from 10 playoff teams to 16. But, yeah, I mean, the, the first game, I think, is that I know the Fox uh, coverage starts at noon. I don't know if the game is at noon or if it starts at 1. But they no, have, no, no, it's the first game tonight. Oh, is, to, is the first game tonight? I thought it was three games today. Is the is the first game of the day tonight? No, no, there's only two games today. I thought it's for sure Yankees, it was Nationals, three. and Giants, Dodgers. Are you sure? I guess not a thousand percent. I thought for sure I saw something last night that that Fox posted that it was a triple header today. Mm, Maybe I'll, I'm wrong. I'll double check. But I'll I thought check. the Brewers were playing today. Well, the Yankees, Nationals definitely started off. Fauci's throwing the first pitch. No, it's two games. Okay, you lost. So I'm wrong. You lost. I don't know what I saw then. I don't know what the heck that was. Uh, yeah, first pitch, Fauci. You know, I again. Um, I can't remember half the times what we talk about on the show or what we're just, you know, chatting about before we start. But uh, first pitches, do you think they're, besides Fauci, which obviously is a, a certain situation down in D.C., do you think they're going to still do that? Are people going to be invited? Like, is Kevin James going to throw out the first pitch at some point this year? Are they going to still do that? Does anybody care? <laughs> I don't think you'll see it very often. Because uh, it's always to promote something. Usually it's to promote something. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I don't think – I think it'll just be for the first day here. Why would you – 
have anyone inside the stadium. There are restrictions on who could be at the stadium as it is. So are you going to allow, like like you say, Kevin James to come in, throw a first pitch, and then he's going to leave right away? Or well, like, How does that it, – it, it doesn't work with all the restrictions they have on who could be at these games. But I know in Texas, is it the governor? I, I, I could mix it up. But uh, they're going to have a politician throw out the first pitch virtually. What? So he's going to throw out the first pitch from another location outside oh of the ballpark. You know what I would do in that situation? I would record myself doing it awesome and then just <laughs> send them that. You get uh, infinite first pitches. You it's don't like have to when worry about going 50 cent style. Yeah, when it's like those award shows when like the the person who wins isn't there and they like remote themselves in from like Dubai with the award like, "Oh, I want to thank you for this people's choice award." They they already knew they won obviously, but they have like unlimited takes to get that right. Yeah. So that's actually the best way to – it's like maybe they could figure out a way to do the holograms. Now Tupac still has concerts. Yeah. They could maybe figure that out, do like a hologram first pitch. I don't know. Do you think you Tupac – You need the pressure. That's part of it. That's part of the fun is going up in front of people and showing what you got. Doing it in your backyard and having 15 chances doesn't sound very very fun to me. I could do that. Yeah. And then you just play it in front of people? That's that's not a first pitch. You know, a lot of these teams, when we go on the road, they offer the first pitch uh, as part of our package. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I've never done it. I don't want to do it. Unless I'm invited personally to ever throw out the first pitch, which I no, I don't think that I would ever would have that honor. To, uh, Darren Means going to throw out the first pitch. But if they have a first motocross jump, you're in. First pitch. Yeah. You know, Chris Wade, actually, our friend, who I was wearing a shirt last week, Island Strong, uh, he's an MMA fighter. He said uh, the first playoff game back where they allow fans in the ballpark, they should set up a ramp on the field before the game and just have me jump it. And I have fireworks <laughs> go off. Like, uh, you ever see that movie Hot Rod? It'd be something yeah. similar to that. But um, where was I going with that? Uh, I don't know. So, Oh, so the first pitches. So they, they offer uh, the first pitch opportunity to us. And we always do, like, the raffle. We've done the lotteries before where we pick the name live on Orange and Blue thing. Mm-hmm. And they go out and they honor the group. I would never want that pressure because then you have the thousand people sitting with us, you know, or whoever's sitting in the ballpark. And, you know, obviously people recorded, posted online. I would be so nervous of a 50 cent. I'll take that pressure. You want you would do it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm going from the rubber full on. Yeah. I'm going to show what I got. I mean, honestly, 65 miles per hour uh, into the backstop somewhere. Maybe after my uh, my uh, MVP performance last year at uh, Fantasy Camp, maybe I, it trained me a little bit to have more confidence out there. But I just paid my deposit for 2021's Mets Fantasy Camp, uh, if that's going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, you're feeling optimistic. I, I Well, you know, deposits were due. And I, and I yeah. spoke to Doug Dickey. He does a phenomenal job. Anyone who's watching that's been down to camp or knows Doug or is in the Mets organization, they know how uh, great of a job Doug does down there. And, you know, I went in with the, the lowest of expectations as far as my own personal uh, achievements or physical ability of playing baseball would be. I haven't played since, like, I don't know, I was 12 or even younger. But, um, yeah, I signed up, and, you know, it's the kind of thing where they're not holding it over your head. If you decide that you want to change your mind for any reason, you can push it to 2022 or you could just cancel altogether. But, you know, they got to – they got to think about it because, it, man, it's almost August. Well, let's hope. It's September. You know, it's, we're, we're only a happen. few months away now yeah. to get down to fantasy camp. But uh, I'm excited for it. It's, uh, I'm not going to be a rookie anymore. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they make you wear that. You don't have to wear it, but there's this lanyard that you wear. It says rookie on it when you go to, like, the, the welcome dinners and all that stuff. So uh, there was no hazing. No one ever uh, – no one did anything mean to me in the dugout. Just a little razzing. Or the locker. Yeah. It, it was fun, though. Anyone who has the opportunity, definitely uh, – Try to add that to your list of things to do once this world's back to normal, um, whoever, whenever that may be. Um, 
our five-year-old has been talking about not having a sweet 16 and she wants to go to Paris. She's five. So uh, we'll see if it's open in 11 years. I don't know what's going to be going on in Paris in 11 years from now, but uh, things do to, it. Well, th- things look, to look forward is, to, you know, this should be the lesson, right? Of, of all of this. If you have the opportunity to do something like that, or you, you have a, a dream, don't put it off and right. just assume eh, I could do this whenever, you know, take advantage of, of the moment a little bit. I think a lot of people are going to be in that same boat. You know, like like you said, when things are, whenever that's going to be, when things are somewhat back to normal, even easy things like you're holding a coffee, like being able to get a coffee and sitting inside with your friends again, like the things that everyone kind of took for granted, but like easy things, normal everyday things that you can't do anymore. Um, and you see videos, like old videos of us cheering in the ballpark and jumping around, high-fiving strangers. It feels like forever ago. I just say it, yeah, it's, people always say, right? I mean, it could all be taken away tomorrow and then this and that. And maybe it isn't that quite that extreme in this case, depending on what your situation is. But, uh, you know, a lot of things changed really fast. So when stuff does come back to normal, look, I mean, just live, uh, live your life out there. Don't don't put things off as much. I, I don't know how you couldn't take that lesson away from all this. I don't think that's something that isn't burrowed in people's heads already with yeah, all this yeah um how's uh packing and all that going if you haven't oh, it's heard great. pete's love packing pete's heading south so uh you got like a week left right yeah yeah we're uh dipping our toe in the water in north carolina a little airbnb for a couple months so maybe it'll be a two-month vacation maybe we love it and stick down there but seemed like a good chance to try some different lifestyles out and see what's up so yeah, uh, the the packing starts in earnest really next week, but we already got stuff in like containers, and we got to store some stuff here, and then some things are coming with us. So it's a uh, it's a process. Thankfully, my wife handles. She's like the foreman, you know. I just <laughs> get involved and sort out a couple things here or there. I had a David Wright bobblehead. It just uh, it was a casualty of the move. Fell off. It was in a different area, and it got knocked down and. David Wright didn't make it. So, can you believe it's 16 years Sad. ago when he came up? It was like two days ago or something like that. It's 16 yeah. years ago. Does it feel like that long ago? It does. <laughs> well, I remember <laughs> where I was. I uh, I was interning at TV 55, a local station in New York under CJ Papa, who was this sports anchor there at the time. We used to go to Shea Stadium and get post game sound. So it wasn't David's first game. I think it was his second. I you know went into the clubhouse and interviewed him no after the game. And yeah, I mean, he was he was 21. I was probably 19 or something. And uh, yeah, it's it feels like a long time ago, to be honest with you. There was so much hype around him. You know, it's a, you know, uh, Lasting's Millage, like all these guys that were coming up that were younger and there was so much hype around him. But I feel like I had to sign David Wright baseball like two years before he even came up. Like there was so much talk about this guy who was coming up and, and he lived up to the hype. Thank thankfully. Um, but it doesn't it, to me, it doesn't feel like 16 years ago, but. Now we're on the uh, the eve of opening day 2020. Did you, you know, before you were uh, working in the field, were, was opening day something that you would always circle to try to go to the game? Yeah, my dad and I, he used to pull me out of school uh, for opening day. So, yeah, I mean, at the time, like, oh, maybe it's not the best thing for your future to be sipping, skipping school to yeah, go to the ballpark. Funny. But as it turned out, it was the exact right thing to be doing. This is my career talking about sports in the Mets. So, yeah, we were there. Bobby Jones hit a home run one year against uh, the Marlins and – um, I remember David Bell had a, a big home run against the Derek Bell against the uh, 
the San Diego Padres one year. I, I just remember going to those games. Brian McRae hit one against the Mets uh, for the Cubs one year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't at the one in 96. That's the one that always sticks with me when Ray Ordonez debuted and uh, threw out, I think it was uh, Ray, Ray, uh, Royce Clayton at the plate uh, from his knees out there in left field. I mean, that was an amazing game coming back from 6 nothing down, and there was excitement that year behind Generation K and things of that nature. It maybe didn't work out long term. But, but yeah, no, and that was something my dad and I uh, did every year. So, yeah, opening day matters. And obviously it would be a little different this time around for everyone that has their traditions, whether it's going to the ballpark or having a certain tailgate or, you know, everything the seven line does or going to a certain bar. But uh, we'll, we'll all manage. I don't think I've missed one since maybe like, 2002 or 2003 mm-hmm. uh do you remember i don't know what year it was but well the streak stays alive yeah the streak doesn't oh no doesn't yeah, break but, because of this well we're still uh <laughs> our cutouts are inside but as far as uh you remember the opening day with um pedro and the sprinklers went yeah. off and all that i was there for that one and you know a lot of the ones that were close enough i'd go so uh my buddy Shu and i um we drove to cincinnati for opening day and whatever year that was and it was raining and hailing and Cincinnati is a big deal opening day in Cincinnati is mm-hmm. huge they have a parade beforehand and everything we went to uh, DC in 2015 opening day drove down it wasn't an actual seven line uh, army outing but it was uh, a bunch of our friends we rented a bus that picked us picked us up from here and brought us down for the day to go to DC and that was uh, Scherzer Bartolo day and Bartolo beat Scherzer on opening day 2015. And I was drunk on the bus home. Like, this is it. We're going to the World Series this year. <laughs> I would say that anyway, probably, because that's just the way I am. It could be, like, the worst year ever or the worst projected lineup ever. And I would still say the same thing. But it actually came true. Uh, granted, we didn't win the World Series. But uh, on day one, after Bartolo, Bartolo beat Scherzer down in D.C., I was uh, feeling all excited on all the Coors Lights and the bus. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it is going to be a little strange. I'm going to be home uh, prepping for the race on Saturday, so I'm going to be, like, packing and stuff tomorrow while watching the, watching the game. And it's going to be weird. It's going to definitely be well, weird. I'm taking those three, four hours, however long the game is, and it's absolutely clearing the schedule. This is what I'm doing, locking in. Uh, it's just going to be so nice to, to have it back, whether it be Gary, Keith, and Ron on TV or – you know, Howie and Wayne on the radio, that aspect of it, uh, just having sports back. Like I watch a lot of MLS the last couple of days and just kind of itching to care about sports yeah. in that way again. And I, we talked about this a lot in the run-up, the, the, these last few shows, how it, it just didn't, didn't feel like, oh, okay, I'm going to care about this in the same way that I have. But I think now that opening day has kind of arrived, now I'm – I'm ready. I feel good about it. I think uh, it helps that the testing that a lot of these leagues have put in place has seemingly been relatively effective, at least to this point, right? The NBA, their bubble yeah, didn't have any new tests Zero, this yeah. week. Uh, Major League Baseball, I, I think the most recent was they had five players test positive over the last week, and then they had a, a couple after that. Uh, but it, it seems like it's working for now. Uh, I do think, look, the coronavirus is going to play into this season, whether that is, you know, a, a team having an outbreak, maybe forfeiting games. If you look at the MLS's back tournament, two teams dropped out of that. I, I think it's just going to be natural, especially once these teams start traveling. But you, again, you, you cross your fingers. You hope everybody can stay healthy. You hope that doesn't really occur, and that you can have some baseball, and that, you know, there is a you know, normalcy is the right words, but something comforting for. People who've been at home 
who've been itching for something to get involved with. Uh, there's a lot of community in these sports for people, as seven liners well know. Uh, so having that back is is important in, in a lot of ways. So I think that'll be good. Uh, speaking of being at home, did you see Howie calling the, the radio, calling the game on the radio from his basement watching a television? But I guess there was some kind of delay, and he posted the next day like he knew there was going to be a delay or, or you know didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. But, you know, everyone's kind of just doing their thing, rolling with the punches and trying to yeah. get their job done as best they can. But um, it, it's crazy. Opening day is tomorrow, and the trade deadline's in like three weeks. We're doing a show from a truck in the City Field parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I absolutely everybody's love, adjusting. I love hearing the train pull up every every few <laughs> minutes. Uh, I don't know if they can really catch that on the mics, but I love it. And uh, you know, we are looking at the ballpark, and again, there's nobody here but us. But the if you haven't noticed, the different uh, gates are named after people, or they do have a similar feel. So uh, not feel, but uh, you know, there is meaning behind some of the design on the ballpark. So the right field gate, I'm looking at it right now there's a silhouette of Ron Swoboda's catch. So if you look at the bullpen gate, there's a silhouette of Andy Chavez's catch. And um, there is the Hodges gate. There's the Jackie Robinson rotunda. But I'm looking at this awning from here. I can't remember what who uses this entrance, but there is a Payson entrance. Um, and Joan Payson, if you, if you don't know, was the original owner of the Mets. Um, and this week is Women in Baseball Week. I don't know who started it, but it's a hashtag on Twitter, Women in Baseball Week. And um, Herm who has been doing our digital or virtual art show. Uh, he comes up with a different drawing each week. And this week, in honor of Women in Baseball Week, he decided to draw Joan Payson. So if you want to catch up on that, there's only going to be one class left, which is next Wednesday at noon. That's our season one finale, finale of our class with her. But I think I've been having so much fun with it that we're probably going to bring it back in the off season or maybe just do once a week or once a month on Saturdays or something where we, we keep it going because Herm is so talented and I've been having a lot of fun producing that show behind the scenes. I've been trying to kind of do more with the seven line where it's not just forward facing with me uh, as the talent or, or on camera where there's so many other people that are so talented that I love to bring in the mix. So shout out to Herm. Great job on that and great idea. Um, also, uh, San Francisco Giants, Alyssa Nacken became the first woman to coach in an on-field capacity during an MLB game earlier this week. Uh, first base coach for the uh, San Francisco Giants, and that's tremendous. It's great to see. Uh, there's been so many powerful women in this sport, and you know it's, uh, it's something that definitely should be highlighted as much as possible. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the, the stuff with Joan Payson, I feel like, not that they were trying to hide it over here. I mean, I don't really know what better job they could have done than naming the, the entrance after her, but a lot of people might not even know that about the about the Mets and the history of the Mets, and that's uh, something that it's 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 great to see her name on the side of the wall here. No, it's or, a deep history with this team now. It's been around for a long time. It's not you know the Johnny Come Lately team that uh, you know like if you're a certain age, maybe you you still think of the Mets as like an expansion team. But right, right, right. Uh, it's a it's a long history now. So there've been a lot of you know people that are recognized as, as part of this stadium. Remember that was one of the criticisms early. It didn't honor enough of the Mets history. But I think that has changed significantly over the 10-plus years this uh, ballpark has been opened. And, look, if you're interested in the history of the team, check out the, the Hall of Fame in there. Uh, you can get lost in there for a while. I know you know my favorite thing is looking at Howie Rose's uh, scorecard for Johan Santana's no-hitter. And so I just always fascinating how people score games. And then, of course, it's so neat being that it's, uh, it's a no-hitter in that, uh, that realm that was so long in coming. But – yeah, I mean, maybe not now. You can't go to the Mets Hall of Fame, right, but right, uh, right, sometime right. in the 
hopefully not too distant future, you'll be able to check all that out. Yeah, you can just add that to the things that we take for granted, you know? How many times have you walked in the Jackie mm-hmm. Robinson run time and be like, yeah, let's bang, the, bang this quick right here and go into the Hall of Fame Museum and – I've only been there a handful of times, but yeah, you always again, feel like you're in a rush. Gotta get in, I'll gotta get, get in, gotta start it up, and like then get it next time. You know. Especially, you know what it is? Like, I don't want to completely crap on the Mets here, but we've been to a lot of baseball games, and up oh, then started to rain. Yeah. Uh, the uh, we've been to a lot of baseball games here. I can't believe it's been ten years, but um, I don't really feel like this ballpark was designed with a sellout capacity in mind. Uh, the the bathroom line. If there's a sellout, if it's opening day. Mm-hmm. Don't they? They would hope that there's every day is a sellout. You know, the Phillies. How many years did they go? Or the 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 Cubs or whoever that sells out pretty often. When this place is a sellout, it's not that great as far as the experience is concerned. With waiting on the lines for the bathrooms, waiting on the lines for the concessions, and do you, you know, do you remember Shea Stadium? I do, but you know, I didn't drink as much then, so I wasn't getting up to use the bathroom. Okay. And and even now, I still, when I'm in the seat, I don't really get up to eat. I don't eat at the game. I usually tailgate and have have some food out there. But as far as the lines are concerned, if this place, if the Mets ever do turn the corner and they go, there's a dynasty brewing in Queens. Let's say, you know, let's let's hopefully see that happens one day where we're allowed to go in the games. Imagine waiting on those lines, eighty. One times, 81 games a year. I can't picture seeing it. They got They got to find a way to add more bathrooms. So, like the Coliseum, I went to a couple Islanders games last year, mm-hmm. and they have an area where like the certain doors of the Coliseum would open into some like an area of outdoor porta potties. And I know oh, the yeah. Cubs when they were redoing their their bleachers, they had like they didn't finish in time for opening day. They added all these porta potties. So I don't know. Sorry. Thank you, Mets, for allowing us to use your parking lot. <laughs> I'm sorry for crapping on you as far as the in stadium. Uh, experience is concerned i love this ballpark uh i think they've done a phenomenal job especially like you said they added a lot more orange and blue and made it feel more like home but as far as the bathrooms and the lines are concerned on a sellout day it's it's pretty rough i mean i guess it's to be expected but it's pretty rough but food is good though food is great i mean i you know i i don't eat really eat meat anymore and i haven't had dairy in a long time but the aranachi brothers rice balls they got the Beyond Sausage rice balls. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. I've been tricked by some of that stuff at dinner over the, the last few months where you, know, you get halfway into a burrito or something, and all of a sudden you know, the wife says, oh, it's, it's vegan. It's, is, she, is she vegan? It's the Wonder Meat or whatever they call it. Uh, no, no, but you know, we mix it in every once in a while. But you, you're surprised. You're like, oh, I didn't pick up on that. If you came over our house for Taco Tuesday. Wonder you, Meat's not what it's called. What do we call it? You would not even know the difference between – Regular meat and this, the crumblers that we buy, you would absolutely have no idea. So uh, whenever you come back from NC and you want to come by for Taco Tuesday, I'll make you some uh, some uh, fake meat, and it's it's actually pretty good. I won't be vegan down there. We're doing the legit Carolina style barbecue these uh, the first few weeks. Now load it up. Awesome. Idiot. All right. So uh, this this poll I put up yesterday was before the Stroman news, but it is prediction time, Pete. We got to do it. The season is upon us. 2020 season prediction wins. There was four options here on the orange blue thing. Uh, Twitter account. That's what it is. Orange blue thing, not orange and blue thing. Uh, the options were 25 to 29, 30 to 32, 34 to 37, or 38 to 41 or more. You see my little check mark there. So I did vote for 34 to 37. Granted, things have changed since this poll went up with the Stroman news and everything. Where do you see the team today, right now, yeah, as the, far as the wins? The Stroman news hurts. I predicted on uh, earlier this week that the Mets win the division. I, I think there's a lot of advantage to 
playing your home games in New York, considering we're in the midst of this pandemic and how New York has handled it versus a, a lot of these other cities. But, um, you know, look, this pitching staff is a concern now with Marcus Stroman out in addition to Noah Syndergaard. So while I'm very bullish on the lineup, the Mets are going to score runs. I'm not sure exactly how they're going to be able to prevent them and not wear out this pitching staff the first few weeks of the season. So, you know, look, I, I would say above 500. I think they're very much in the mix for a wild card, but I think you should be rooting over these next few hours for the playoffs to expand to 16 teams because that will be the difference as to whether or not the Mets make it into the postseason. So you're thinking 30 to 33 or think they break 34? 30 to 33. That's where I would put them right now. Look, again, the Stroman news, it really hurts because it wears out not just that one day every five games. It wears down your pitching staff as a whole where now you're asking for five innings out of your bullpen that day instead of two or three. Yeah. And it's killer. It, there's a there's a whole domino effect that goes along with that, especially considering how much the Mets play the first month of the year. Well, Pete, the rain couldn't have came at a better time. The show is just about to end. And uh, what's funny is there's, there's this little – people can't see it, but the, the, the main camera here is resting on, like, a shelf that's built into the side of the truck. It seems like the rain isn't really hitting it, but uh, it couldn't have it couldn't have came at a better time because I was nervous about the rain. But I do want to uh, promote. At least it cooled off about ten degrees. Yeah, thankfully. I was honestly I was dripping over here. Let me ask you, what kind of deodorant do you use? What kind of? It's a uh, brute. Brute? Yeah, it's kind of hard to find, but it's the only stuff that doesn't leave me just with stains everywhere. I've been wearing women's deodorant for like fifteen years, and I ran out. And uh, I was in a jam, so I was shopping yesterday a couple days ago. I was at the supermarket, and they, they couldn't find the one I liked. So I ended up buying a men's deodorant again. It is not – I don't know if you can smell me. It is not really working that good. So <laughs> I had to go – stuff's better, huh? I went on Amazon right when I got here and ordered some uh, women's deodorant that should be coming in. But anyway um, – I am giving away free rally caps right now on the Seven Lines website, and that, that I did not stutter. They are free. It's a $40 uh, cap that you can get for free, but you have to spend 50 bucks first. So if you go to the sevenline.com and you fill your card up with $50 worth of goods, uh, the rally cap will automatically be added to your card for free. So a $40 value on the cap, and you get it for free. Just a little celebration of opening day, a little uh, – flash sale even though it's going on for a little longer than like an hour it's it's been up for a day now but i think we have like 50 left so if you want to spend 50 bucks or more on anything new on the site definitely uh hop on over to the subline.com and do that and we will send you a free cap as well um pete we have probably i'm gonna sound like a, a, a kid here we have one of the most fire holiday sweaters coming out this year it's oh, you're already looking months ahead dude huh? it's it's all it's holiday yeah, think about well, it, look, that's know? what you gotta do it's almost man. august but we it's i'm dripping over here in the humidity but i'm thinking about <laughs> think wearing about this ugly sweater um and in the past you may have seen we've done like that they, they were never ugly but you know quote-unquote ugly uh we've done uh nemo as elf we've done the polar bear sitting on the back of a of a bear uh, with pete alonzo uh david wright jose reyes Jerry Blevins. We've done a bunch of different ugly sweaters, but they were all screen printed. This one is full knit. 
it's awesome. So I saw a sample yesterday. It looks really great. When I'm when I'm avail- when I'm able to show that off, I will show it off to you guys. And a version three of the Homer and Apple Beanie is coming out as well. So uh, I know it is it is uh, July still, but I am in uh, fall and winter mode. So stay tuned for all that stuff. But thank you guys for watching. Definitely share the show if you if you missed the whole spiel in the beginning or the middle. Share the show, and that's how you get involved in the contest each week, where we give you free Mets stuff. If you're listening afterwards on SoundCloud, Google Play. Stitcher, maybe you're watching on YouTube, rate, subscribe, uh, share, do all that good stuff. And uh, Pete, we only have one show left next week. I'm going to miss you, but uh, it's been fun so far, and hopefully we're talking about six Mets wins next Thursday. Yeah, let's do it. We'll have real baseball to talk about. I can't, I can't wait. Thank goodness. All right, let's go Mets. 30 games in 31 days. It's all upon us, and uh, hopefully I don't get electrocuted uh, <laughs> taking all this stuff apart. All right, guys, let's go Mets. Thank you, Mets, for letting us use the parking lot. Sorry for shitting on you about the ballpark experience. <laughs> all right, see you guys. See you guys.